0: John, Hey, Paul. What's up? How you doing, brother? Not bad. Can you hear me okay?
1: Yeah. How am I coming
0: in? Okay, good. It sounds like there might be like a half second delay, but maybe not.
1: Technology, man. We're recording this on
0: Anchor. uh, So that's pretty
1: cool. It's an app that uh, allows you to easily make podcasts, which is cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, fairly easy. Just Clicked the link and opened up the app and here we are
1: there we go I How's love it uh, it's going well yeah for it uh, you know being then the week and Friday uh, closing up a couple deals on the real estate end over here nice. and yeah um, what about you what do you got going on?
0: yeah just the same lots of just wrapping things up from the week contact management yeah. getting things ready for next week trying to follow up on you know open opportunities that I may be waiting on yeah I'm, I'm always waiting on something from a client waiting on a signature waiting on a statement yeah doctors info uh, employee census whatever it is so I've got to go through and just I you know I sort of just remind people to get their shit done <laughs> <laughs> for sure large part, part, part of my day
1: um <laughs> <laughs> oh. I guess, yeah, that's one of the things that I'm I'm always fascinated too. So you're, I mean, you're a business owner. I mean, you're you're a solopreneur, right? I mean, entrepreneur. But you do have, you do have, you have hired um, an employee, correct?
0: Well, I don't have anybody with me right now. Okay. All right. um, I had this for the past maybe six or seven months. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to find the right, the right, not just the right mix, but the right type of person that can. They can grasp everything that I do. Yeah. It's just it's 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 difficult. It's a constant struggle with any business owner, anybody out there trying to find the right person. For sure. And where I'm at, you know, I need part time, part time help to get me to the point where I can use a full time assistant, and that in there and lies problems as well, because then when someone's yeah working part time, it takes even longer to grasp everything. Um, so yeah, sort of back to the drawing board, redefined the roles Mm -hmm. a little bit and went through and created, you know, just a ton of different bullet points for if it's task A, here's the five steps you take. If it's task B, here's the seven steps you take. And if it's this, then you do that. And if it's that, then you do this.
1: That's interesting that you said that. Um, I mean, we've talked many times, but you've never kind of explained it in that way. Have you ever, um, when, when I read... The Far Work Week a long time ago. Tim Ferriss he talked a lot about that, yeah. like hiring virtual assistants to do some of the that type of work. Like if you dis, if you write down exactly what the process is, then you can hire uh, people to do that potentially. So that that might be something. I don't think we've ever discussed that.
0: Um, yeah, and I've talked about because I've got other friends and clients that use that are you know, in in a real estate yeah. business or some kind of business that doesn't require for some of the tasks doesn't require as much confidentiality. And like one of my friends and clients, he's got a virtual assistant and that uh, lives in Bolivia. Nice. And these are like $4 fucking an hour.
1: <laughs> Probably for great work it's too, crazy. right?
0: It's crazy. Yeah. And she's, she's amazing. He's called her. He uses WhatsApp to communicate internationally oh, yeah. With with everything I do, I have to. If anybody's going to work in my office, they have to be fingerprinted, pass BCI background. Really? Check. Yeah, just because you're dealing with social security numbers, that makes driver's license, right? Bank account numbers. I mean, I've got all the, I've got all the data you need to steal someone's identity. Right. That makes
1: so know. much sense.
0: And account numbers. You know, I don't have passwords and things of that nature. So that that's the most difficult part, where it's not that. You know, I've had people say, oh, yeah, I can help you out for two weeks or help you out for three. And it's like, it's... Yeah.
1: Making, it, yeah, can't. having them be able to actually work in your business will take longer than the time they could actually work in it, you know, getting exactly. them all.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm holding, them going slim now up until maybe the, about the end of October. Okay. Then I'm going to start with somebody again. Just because you get to a point where you start to plateau. You're writing business, then you're doing all the paperwork and then the data entry, which... Then you're not prospecting and selling when you're doing road yeah,
1: then you get caught up in that circle where you're not even doing as, as good of work because you're wearing all the hats um, yeah, exactly. yeah so what the, even yeah. what would how would you scale in your in your business? would you just have to have more people potentially maybe finding new business and then you doing meeting with the people no. like <laughs> how does a scaled business in your in your industry work We're
0: really just, really just you know the first step is you know just having somebody Doing all the, the admin, the paperwork, the filing, the opening the mail, make, sending in checks, making copies yeah. of things, preparing paperwork. So then all I can, so then I can spend that time generating more, more business. Everything I do now is self-generated through you know networking chamber, BNI, right, controls. right. So yeah, just allowing that that's the next step, and then from there it would be, you know, looking at you know like a junior partner which is, it's always mm-hmm. on my mind. It's just, again, it's so difficult to find people that, one, you know, they're usually either, and you like, we know, like, let's say like James Schleicher, for example, at Western yeah. Southern, he's been there for, we've been in the business almost the same amount of time. He's got like six months mm-hmm. on me maybe. So let's say 11 years, I've been in 10 years. You know, there's people that work at a place like that, and there's a bunch of people there that are content, they're doing good, doing what they do, and it's a pain in the ass to switch brokers in this business because you have to rewrite all your clients. You got it's a oh, wow. lot of paperwork. So if you have three hundred clients, you've got to meet with every single one of them and fill out new paperwork.
1: That's a pain in the ass.
0: Yeah, exactly. Imagine that. Imagine going back to everyone you sold a house to Oh my you
1: God, right? Yeah. Actions. It's the same thing. I mean if I change brokerages and then I mean you could go from I can go from Keller Williams mentor to Pepper Pike, and then imagine if I had to, every single person that, <laughs> that had uh, bought a yeah. house or sold a house would have to rewrite paperwork and have them yeah. sign stuff.
0: And you know how, how people communicate these days. It's hard enough to get my current clients on the phone or in a meeting. So imagine trying to meet with 300 people as quick as yeah. possible. It's exhausting. And I did that two years ago. It's, it's exhausting. So you've got people that are at a place that are happy, that don't necessarily want to make mm-hmm. a switch, or you have people that aren't in the business that are scared to get into it. Uh, it's the barrier to entry is a little bit higher on the investment side as well because there's more you know, errors and emissions or it's called malpractice insurance. Yeah. Which hundreds of dollars a month.
1: We have that um, as well in, in the real estate industry. Yeah.
0: yeah. So if, you know, imagine and you're with a team, with a group that's got some technology, that's got some leads, that's got an office. You know, which I can provide some of that for someone as well. And it's, it's just difficult to find that young person that says, yeah, I want to give this a shot and, you know, work my ass off and not really make a lot of money for a couple of years and build up something that, you know, cause it's, it's starting your own business. Just like with it real is. Estate. You don't day one, no one knows that Paul sells houses. No mm-hmm. one calling you that to resell or rebuy a house. You're, you're starting, you're starting from scratch. You're letting so, people
1: know and, That you said that how a lot of your business was from referrals and BNIs and networking groups and chamber events, where a lot a lot of my real estate business has come from the same kind of thing. And now I'm focusing more on what we call non-mets, you know, the people that I have not met before, because I want that to be a portion of my business, right? Right. So it's like I don't want all of my business coming from one or two channels, right? Like uh, referrals or people that I know. There's a whole third that I would love to have, which is incoming that people that did not know me, whether it's through a, something they see online marketing or, you know, a cold call or something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's tough. I get a little bit of that, but not mm-hmm. a lot just because I'm not doing any – I don't buy any leads right. or – the only, I guess the non-mets would be like a referral because yeah, I've never met them before. But... That's a very
1: intimate relationship you're forming with them too. So that's got to be tough as well. That's even on the real estate side yeah. where if, if someone doesn't know you, you know, how are they going to trust you to work with you on such a big thing on your end? It's all their financial oh. stuff. On my end, it's a, yeah. uh, a, a big sale or purchase, probably their biggest asset. Big,
0: actually, yeah. And that's why a lot of times it's, it's just referrals, or it's I build. I focus on building the relationship at the chamber, mm-hmm. and then once it makes sense, then I just ask them to, hey, let's sit down and I'll show you what I do, or hey, do you have? Sometimes they say, hey, do you have your insurance and investments taken care of? And ninety-five percent of the time, if they're around our age, you know, they don't. Right. So that's one of the nice things about it is there's very little competition with what I do because there's not a lot of people doing it. And there's you know, the average age is I think fifty two, fifty three years old for the financial advisor. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, it's because again it it's I mean, for the long longest time it was an old man's business, you know, right but man, just,
1: can you imagine if you had someone like 20. you? Can you I can only imagine if I if I knew you like if you were your age now, but I knew you at like twenty one years old. My my god. I
0: know, I know. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. Oh, it's crazy. That's, that's why. So once, you know, once I get an assistant, that'll get me to the next level. But the two is the way I do things, you know, once I get maybe another, you know, hundred clients, I'm not really going to have to grow as much and I can just manage, manage those clients. Cause a lot of what I do is residual as well with people making mm-hmm. deposits or advisory accounts, or even some life insurance policies. You know, they pay you little trails in the second, third, fourth, fifth, and so on years so you get to a point you've always got to grow and do new business you you lose clients here and there people pass away people move out of state you know whatever it may be but you get to a point where you know you're doing client reviews you're meeting with your same you know 400 clients throughout the year and then from that you know they're having children Mm -hmm. or they're having grandkids and then there's more business opportunities there so the your book of business is it's just perpetuating on itself because it's family-based and people are having kids and people are born and people die and people get married and people change jobs. And in every major life event, someone should talk to someone like myself. So it's, there's a lot of opportunities to do so.
1: Makes perfect sense. Did you always know that yeah. you wanted to be a business owner? Um, you know, like what, how, did, yeah. how did that all come about?
0: For a while. I, I, had, a, I had a paper out when I was 11. And I really liked that just because it was, yeah,
1: 11 years old, you're, you're seeing money come, come in. Yeah. No one's cash. doing that. <laughs> so that, was,
0: that was great. And there was a couple of my buddies that had paper outs too, so, you know, we'd all go to the mall on the weekends and just, you know, think we were, think we were millionaires with, you know, 200 bucks in our sure. pocket. But when you're 11, that's a lot of money, especially, you know, 20 some years ago. So, you know, I got a little taste of it then. And then just after, you know, after a while, I just got to the point where I was, you know, taking college classes and just working, sort of shitty jobs, and got tired of people telling me what to do. I never, yeah. Uh, especially in school too, I skipped class a lot and got in trouble just because I didn't, didn't. I was, I was a rebellion, you know. Um, just didn't want to conform to what everyone else said I should do, which I wish I would have known then. It's like, hey, you should just be, uh, just start working for yourself a little sooner. Right? Isn't that
1: funny? Sometimes people get that at a younger age where someone's telling them, oh, well, you should do this or that. But a lot of times it's just trial and error and you figure it out yourself, you know? Like, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. It's, it's funny too. I still remember in um, this was 12th grade, senior year in government class, they, and they still do this, which is good. They, you know, ask all the kids to get registered to vote. Yeah. And then they actually had us vote so those who were 18 they had us vote and just simply because they told us we had to I refused to do it. <laughs> exactly yeah you're what, you're uh, one of I those where it's like I am vote. not being told what to do <laughs> yeah like that's how hard-headed I was. how did how did and you I mean you know, that, is a, that is that is so crazy what a crazy story and I'm always you know I'm out there on election day trying to get people to vote and it's how did you, that's all I was going to say, how did you go from that, that kid
1: to running for mayor, then being mayor of Wycliffe? Yeah.
0: <laughs> how does that, like, where do you go, from, how does that, that's a fascinating path. I know it really is, and it boggles my mind sometimes of what it was. And we all, you know, I think as kids, and it's, it's easier to see it now when you're in your mid-30s, but to look back. And, you know, these kids and myself included were trying to figure things out. You had all these people putting pressure on you to, oh, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. And it puts a lot of of pressure on these kids. And I think a lot of us are, you know, we're forced to make decisions, not really thinking about the long term. And so part of that, I didn't make it. I didn't go to college right away. I just kept working random jobs trying to figure things Mm -hmm. out. And it just got to the point where, I don't even know when this was, but this is maybe only five years ago. Once I, it really took off, like once I got on the board of the Chamber of Commerce, which is probably about like, well, it was probably seven years ago okay. at that point. And surrounded myself with more entrepreneurs and more business owners and people that took action. And, you know. It started feeding you fire of a little bit. Yeah, and just it's like, hey, I can get to the point where it's like, hey, I could do, you know, I I always had that I'm going to do whatever I want mentality. And I just really took it to heart and was like, I'm going to do whatever I want. And I said, I'm going to have my own office. And I told people I was going to have my own office two years before I did. And I started talking about being mayor years before I did. And once I, yeah, I don't don't do things well in moderation. So when (laughs) I do something. Most people that know me know that, like, if I do it, I'm going to, I'm diving into Right. Earth, Wife and so.
1: four kids, business owner, yeah. mayor.
0: Yeah. Right. You're not yeah. like, I, you're not half assing it. <laughs> for, no, no, I go for it. That's just, I've taken that to, you know, to everything in my life where if I'm going to do it, I'm going to just go hard and I'm going to be the best I can in that, in that role. And, you know, it's, I like challenges. I like to challenge myself. It gives me meaning. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like, and it's been so long since I've worked like a normal job. Um, even before, you know, doing this, I was, you know, my, in my early 20s, I was bartending and cooking mm-hmm. and while I was at Lakeland. And, you know, even that, you know, it's, I don't know, just like working your 40 hours and going home. Like, I just, I couldn't. I can't even wrap my head around that. Anymore. Yeah, I think that's why a lot of people are depressed is because one, they're not, they're not inspired. They're doing something that doesn't inspire them. They're not challenged. It's a great point. So they don't feel like, like if you're not challenged, how can you feel meaning? It's
1: almost impossible, you know? right? I mean, I, yeah, I guarantee I, you, a lot of that depression and uh, those feelings come from because they're just going through the motions. You know, either yeah driving to a job for 40 minutes that they don't, that they hate, you know, and then, and sitting there kind of throughout the day. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with you on that point where it's, it's you, the challenge is, is part of it. You know, that's, that's where you find that meaning, find what you're made of. It's such a good point. I totally yeah. agree with you on that where I think that's where a lot of unhappiness comes from is just people have kind of listened to everyone but themselves, right? It's like you, you, you've you just yeah. listened to your teachers, your parents, your friends so much that like none of the things you actually wanted to do, um, you're doing, you know, you just, and that's not that's not to say like, don't listen to your teachers or your, or your elders. I mean, of course, to an extent, yeah. right? But if you're just always doing other things that people want, um, there's nothing left for you.
0: Exactly, yeah. And sometimes you gotta just, and I've gotten arguments with people before when they're like, "Oh, you're too, you know, um, hard headed, or it's just your way or the highway." And it's it, it's a certain I mean, when you deal with a lot of people, you're gonna you're gonna piss somebody off. Someone's not gonna like you, you know, and that's just gonna happen no matter. Yeah, no well, matter if you're ambitious,
1: then I think if you're an ambitious person and yeah. you're doing a lot of things and, and pushing the envelope, if you if you don't yeah. have people that are hating on you or, or or disliking what you're doing, then you're probably doing it. Um, you know, not a hundred percent.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of people do that too. They say they're going to, you know, and I see in politics too, where people, you know, are all, you know, they're they're fucking gung ho during the campaign. And then a couple months into it, you know, they get a heckler on Facebook and they shrivel up, it, shrivel up and back down. And it's difficult. It's almost gotten me sometimes where it's like, fuck, I don't even want to, but then I'll just like I'll listen to some Grant Cardone, and then I'll just
1: <laughs> it puts you on the right mind. <laughs>
0: more, then I'll start posting even more, and I'm just like fuck now. I'm just gonna go harder, and I am going to see my face more. Yeah, what did you, you post
1: know? the other day on Facebook that you were you want to do one like one on ones or face a face to faces more oh, with the yeah, city yeah. with with people in the city?
0: Face time with the mayor. Yeah, because so, I get a lot of emails, and it's I mean it, when you're in this position, you deal with everyone's bullshit for the most part. Mm. People come to me when they have a problem that someone else couldn't solve or they have a problem that just they need to start it with me for when it could be something as little as they want, you know, a no parking sign in front of their driveway because of where they're at to the main road. Or it could be, you know, a business owner that has a serious issue, whatever it may be. And it's, you know, I, I do my best to, you know, call people back and email people back when it's something in my control. There's a lot of things that aren't in my control. So I think this will, this is, you know, and I don't even know how many people will take advantage of it. Right? But I know people, some people will, so they appreciate the, the face time, and I said, you know, 20 minutes time slots, and of course, you know, if someone doesn't schedule the one afterwards we can take 30 or 40 minutes but i yeah. said you know is that like at you your office problems, is
1: that what you're doing are you pretty much yeah, they're scheduling with you and then they awesome. can come in and talk to you
0: that's cool i like that idea correct yeah just one-on-one so if it's something that because there's people that don't want to go to a council meeting and get up in front of 40 people and talk yeah a
1: little bit more private um, one-on-one exactly. i think people would appreciate they're
0: that focus on solutions and so it's going to solve two things it's going to allow some people to come in and get some time with the mayor and two the people that don't take advantage of it see that i'm making the effort yeah, I mean, I can, nobody take advantage of this and it's still going to do me good because I'm making an effort and I'm putting myself out there. Yeah. But even on that post, it pissed somebody off and they thought I was being condescending.
1: <laughs> what do you mean? How? <laughs> Are you serious?
0: I know. Yeah. Condescent- yeah, yeah what do you yeah,
1: mean condescending? Right. Like, oh, like, yeah. well, like we should want to meet with you or something?
0: No. Cause I said, I said, if you have a problem, cause I said, this, this is not going to be me listening to problems for 20 minutes. I said, if there's a problem, we'll spend two minutes and then we'll spend 18 minutes on a solution.
1: Yeah, that's and a good point.
0: Exactly. I'm not going to listen to you fucking complain for 20 minutes, right? I'll, yeah, you know, let's, yeah, let's
1: <laughs> let's identify the issue and let's see if we can come to some sort of, yeah, I- yeah. you know, ideas or throw some things against the wall to fix the problem.
0: Exactly. And somebody didn't like that and thought that, you know, I should listen to problems for 20 minutes or it was really no, I, that's was come like on, that. no. I don't even I don't even respond to you know usually other people get get you don't even respond to that you know? yeah I mean it's exactly exactly so it's, but literally no matter what I do I mean it could be that's a great
1: lesson though right I mean yeah. you're you're thirty five and some people don't learn that like where it's nothing that you could do is going to please everyone especially in that now, post
0: once you and I really learned that I don't even know I mean five six seven years ago where. I really just said fuck it, I'm going to be me. Mm-hmm. And if you know other people that are that get take the time to get to know me, are going to respect that, they're going to appreciate the way I am and they'll benefit from being connected with me. And those if it rubs somebody the wrong way, they probably shouldn't be in my circle anyways, you know? And I'll attract myself to the people that are like me that are, are on the same level that can understand that I can I can could, I could talk to you, I can't talk to other people the way I talk to you, because we're in a similar wavelength,
1: you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I, yeah, I've gotten arguments with people before, I was, I was talking with, you know, whatever it was, and I can't remember what it was, I was working with someone who, we were in a, a similar business, but like different brokers, and we were going to be seeing, seeing that like, if we were like going on joint meetings together, and we had different business cards. Yeah. And, I didn't even think, I mean, who cares? A business card. And this guy, he couldn't get over the fact that he's like, well, what are we going to do when they ask about our business cards? What is it? What do we say? How do we, and I said, who gives a fuck? I go, <laughs> yeah, we're... Like what? that's literally how I said And we got, and I ended up kicking him out of my office. because He wouldn't, <laughs> 20 minutes. And he's like, he just couldn't get over it. And I'm like, just. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> yeah,
1: isn't that? Isn't that? Oh my goodness! I find myself. I always find myself if if I'm into that, that sort of thinking, that kind of minutia. Yeah. If if I could just remember to. I had a call coming in. I don't know if you heard that at all. I, oh no,
0: you're fine. Yeah, just skipped. Oh good. cool.
1: Um, I mean, talk about I, just getting out of that minutia, like a lot of times in life you're you're just you're thinking about the things that do not matter ultimately something that like that it, even if it came up down the line the business cards even if it possibly yep. came up down the line you could just handle it in that moment right but it's it's like the paralysis by yep. analysis mentality of like let's yep. get everything so perfectly set up where you yeah. never actually get going on anything
0: Then nothing happens, and that's the biggest thing. That gets so many people from starting businesses, from joining a networking group, from trying anything, joining Toastmasters, uh, buying and selling a house. I mean anything, anything, starting a new workout program, and they just – what if this, what What if if that?
1: And then it just never even comes to fruition. I, I, There's there's multiple times in life, plenty – so many times in life, I've looked back and said, wow, I'm so glad I just did that because it was not as hard as I thought it would be.
0: And if I yeah. if I
1: would have gotten in that too much detail, I would have never even done it or started it. It's... Yeah,
0: exactly. I didn't know what I was – when I wanted to run for mayor, I mean, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs>
1: How could you? <laughs>
0: There's no, you don't go to school for that. No. Like you,
1: I loved it. You know, what's so cool about how you start. I remember you did. Didn't you do a post on Facebook about, Hey, I, I'm going to run for mayor of Wycliffe. And, and mm-hmm. I think you just had made a iPhone video in your office, but that, that video, yeah. that single video that you just pop, you popped open your video camera on your phone and just started recording. I'm pretty sure that got so much like shares and and views I, I remember that distinctly.
0: Was, I'm going to see if I can, I'm going to see if I can pull it up real quick. Yeah. it was like, I mean, it was well over 10,000 views.
1: Isn't that incredible? And it's, can you imagine? And it, you know, it, it's going exactly into what we were just talking about. Someone who is in that minutia, the paralysis by analysis mentality of, they would have probably been like, well, oh, I got to buy like a $250 camera.
0: And then I have to get oh, the right yeah. lighting and I have to do this. And then they would have never made the video. Exactly. Yeah. And the shit just doesn't happen. And I, it's so easy with the city stuff. I've got a bunch of videos where I'll just do, I'll hang my iPhone from my computer and I just sit right here and I record it. And very rarely I do more than one take. I just record right from the dome and then post it. And there's been times I post things with a typo here and there. And even that, like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like as long as people can understand the message you know, they're going to get it. And if it, you don't like the, the point. Words mispr- Yeah, don't read my shit.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's better to be out there. Yeah. than just get that, exactly. get that grammar spelled perfectly and, or the video with the right lighting, man. It's just, it's just get the ideas out there, get the communication exactly. going.
0: And that's once you get like, when I talked about like, you know, going all in and not doing things in moderation. And that I try to do that with taking action as well where if it's, I've got, you know, a lot of us have like pictures on our phone for our screensavers and whatnot. Yeah. And on the home screen I do, it's a picture of me and, and Lucas, but on my lock screen, it, I typed out a note and then saved it. And it just says, do it now.
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: And it's like out of John Maxwell. And there's an exercise he did a while ago. And he said, he did it like 30 times at the beginning of the day and 30 times at the end of the day where he just says, do it now, 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 30 times. Oh, that's great. And then once you do that enough, like you, there's no procrastination. You think about procrastinating for a second and you're just do it now, do it now. Because it's that
1: mantra, right? It's almost, you know, someone that meditates all the time, they're doing that in their own way. But that practice right there, that's that's essentially the same exact thing. You're just meditating on a mantra, and your mantra is doing now. I love that; it's really cool. I actually never heard that before.
0: Yeah, I heard it on. I think it was in one of his books a while ago. But he's he's got a real nice the John Maxwell Leadership Podcast. Very good podcast, and it's not. It's about being a leader in your organization, or your family, Mm -hmm. church, whatever, whatever it is. But it's a lot of great, great information, and that's a lot of. I mean, it's. I constantly feed myself positive information i mean i listen to either grant cardone mm-hmm. or ed my or andy frisella it's literally daily john maxwell like daily
1: yeah do you do you pop it on at in, during
0: workouts in the car where do you do it yeah usually workouts in the car um lunchtime you know sometimes if yeah. i'm making phone calls for two hours. There you go. Yep. I found myself doing that
1: as well. Right. If I'm, if I'm 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 in like lead generation mode, I got to call a lot of people in between, you know, I'll, I'll listen to that Uh, in the car. I love doing that. Um, Yeah. I found myself when working out, um, which I, I haven't done nearly enough as I should be, but instead of listening to music, I'll just put stuff like that on, you know, whether it's a um, positive you know, podcast or, or or audio book or something like that.
0: Yeah, you got that right, and it's just constant. It's what you feed yourself, you know. They say what you, what is that saying? Like what you are, what you eat. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, you are what you listen to as well. You listen to, you know, Netflix bullshit for two hours a day. I mean, you're only going to get so far. You know. For sure. I think I almost found that video. Oh yeah! Here we go. So eleven thousand two hundred eighty views. That's so great. That's not bad.
1: I mean, it's like you don't know for sure exactly what went into you ultimately being elected, but that sure helped, you know? Oh, yeah.
0: That was terrifying. I still remember that. I was sitting in my office on a Saturday, Saturday morning, and I posted it. I mean, I was, I started like, as soon as I posted, I started sweating profusely. <laughs> That's such a great, oh, it's so great. And, and then now, and then, you know, we... <laughs> we're just going crazy where it was just, I mean, it had like I don't know, like 600 shares or something. Just incredible. And just, I'm so glad
1: you did that. Do you feel Do you feel insane. like you've been making a difference?
0: Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I've changed glad to a hear lot. That. Just, you really, I think, I think changing the culture where for the longest time, you know, we were on the downturn because everybody was the previous leaders were, I think, very passive. Yeah.
1: Now, do, what and, do you mean downturn? Do you specifically mean like? revenue wise for city or or money or, or just in general yeah, like what do little, you mean downturn a little,
0: bit, a little bit on the revenue side but not just on the revenue side but there wasn't necessarily a enough champions that were you know finding the positive right everything right um you know a little bit on the revenue side we had to make some changes make some but you know but they weren't making any cuts they weren't they weren't they weren't changing a lot and it's part of it was by design. It's a part-time position. Um, you know, the last mayor, he had worked in downtown Painesville full time. So, you know, how can you run Wycliffe? Oh, wow.
1: So he was removed. mm, Wow.
0: So yeah, you, you're, you're,
1: you're, you live, breathe. I mean, you're,
0: you're a resident,
1: you know, you, you're raising a family
0: there, but I can drive, you know, lunch breaks. I can run down the street and meet a business owner you know, whatever it is. So I'm in the city constantly, which makes makes a big difference. And yeah, just really promoting the city and getting people connected. I think the there's a lot more positivity. Um, yeah. I see you
1: highlighting different businesses uh, and, you know, even people taking care of their yards, you know, like you're, you're highlighting them. I mean, it's just like overall, I think from a distance looking, I'm a city over where I live, but seeing yeah. all the things you're doing to help highlight and promote uh i mean i notice it so i'm sure the residents do too
0: i appreciate it yeah and it's and it's funny because i always say it's someone someone asked me is that a chamber event and they said oh how is it they said what well, they said well, how's it going being mayor and i said i said it's great when i'm not in wickliffe <laughs> <laughs> Just because of comments like that were from an outsider, all you see is the good stuff. And don't get me wrong, it's great when I'm in Wickley. Oh, yeah, but I'm,
1: I mean, oh, I'm not sitting there crazy. during those council meetings. I'm oh, sure there's yeah. stuff that pops up that, you know, it's really oh, brutal, they you know. People that
0: complain about, about Kimball garbage services, they just, you know, complain about their neighbors. Again, you're, you're dealing with a lot of bullshit, which, you know, it's okay. I, I don't mind that. I don't mind dealing with people's bullshit and dealing with problems because I can, yeah. I think, solve it and get it get things done pretty quickly. But sometimes you're stuck in a bubble and you're arguing about Kimball and baseball fields, and it just yeah spurs, and businesses want to have all these signs out everywhere. And when there's signs out everywhere, it sort of looks like shit and it
1: looks all cluttered and junky. Oh, you know? and you got- like they want to promote their business, so they'll put it you know three blocks away at the intersection.
0: So like that, or sandwich boards, or those flag signs. I can't stand those flag signs they get within two weeks they're tattered and it looks Mm -hmm. like shit. Yeah. So you know I got to be the bad guy whenever, you know, the building department, the you know, they're sending out violations. I mean those the buck stops here. Those things all come to me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, sometimes you gotta just ignore it. Sometimes you gotta try and explain things. It's um. It's crazy. It's crazy sometimes. <laughs> so cool. But overall overall it's good. I learn a lot. I'm definitely making progress. Um and yeah, just going just I you know, I keep pushing things forward, pushing things forward yeah. as hard as I can, really trying to change the city.
1: Is there like passion yeah. projects right now that you really want to or, or just overall, or do you have something specifically too? You
0: know, there's. Well, one, one thing I'm working, I'm just starting to work on it now. It's, it's hard to say how it'll come to fruition and just how long it'll take, but, you know, so one of the, I wouldn't say it's a complaint. I mean, it's an ongoing issue. Is, is Euclid Avenue. And it's oh my god, it's difficult. so funny. I was
1: about to ask about Euclid Avenue. Well, we
0: don't have. You know, it's, it's four miles long. You don't have any density. There's. You know, it's not like downtown Woodrow where there's like ten houses in one cluster. There's like one house, yeah. two businesses, and one of them's empty.
1: Yeah, you have, a, have a long stretch
0: a of front. of
1: road there where a lot of it is commercial.
0: Yeah, or it's in it's commercial and it's empty. Yeah, so you know, one that one that's I see opportunity because there's room for new development. There are things you know in the works, but. Sometimes the city's out of it if it's a private landowner. They're trying to work through the contracts and work through maybe EPA or whatever it is, which we try to help, but sometimes you can only do so much. So one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to attempt to purchase some of the small, empty buildings, Okay. tear, tear them down, Okay. just put it as green space, or just hopefully there's a couple spots where there's two or three properties next to each other that are these small little lots where if If nothing changes, you know, you'll move into unit A, someone will move into unit B, someone will move into unit C, and then we'll have all these mismatched little shitty businesses where if we buy all three of them, tear them down, condense the lots, and sell it as one plot of land, you can can have more opportunities to make a bigger project with it. Um, Makes sense. Plus, it's all retail. A lot of those little retail shops, people aren't opening retail shops anymore, you know, outside of you know, tobacco shops and beverage shops. I mean, is, correct. I mean, yeah. The,
1: the brick and mortar is with, with, with everything online these mm-hmm. days, the brick and mortar is harder to do because the lease, you know, the rent is high, right? So like yeah. a new business popping, you know, because the leases are high because there's so much, so many cars driving by. So like the, 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 landowner or the landlord is like, well, look, look how much, look how many eyes are seeing your place. So the leases are high, but, yeah, you know, that
0: nowadays,
1: because so much is online, you don't want to have that huge brick and mortar cost.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and that's where it's going for, for a lot of folks. So that's going to be, you know, and it's a matter of I'm contacting some of the property owners. I've got one guy that's, that's interested, so i got to discuss that with counsel. There's a few other properties that I'm just trying to reach out to them. You know, two of the properties, we don't have phone numbers, so we're sending letters. So it's a it's a process, but yeah. if I could get some of that done and at least knock down some empty buildings, even if it cost us a little bit, um, yeah, you know, it's going to make the aesthetics of the city a little better.
1: Makes sense.
0: You know, so that's really probably the I'd say what I'm working on now. They're, they're trying to sell some city land, which we have about twelve acres, and we've we've got we're getting close on a on a deal, which hopefully will be able to might still be like a month or so before we can announce anything Mm -hmm. um just before everything's we're essentially in competition with one other city okay Um, once it gets to that point then we're talking with people about okay what can you sell the land for can you give it away or what tax abatements are available who can do what tax abatement who has what tax rate and then they have to make their decision from there. So even with that, you know, we've only got so much control, and I've only got so much control because I might tell you, hey, yeah, I'd love to give you X, but council's got to approve it. And, you know, I can't just pick up the phone and get on get on the phone with all seven of them. You know, it has to be in public meetings, so there's time frames, and it's not, you know, you're the CEO of the city, but you got to get permission for for a handful of these things as well. right. Which makes it a little difficult, but I've learned to become a little more patient as well, which is nice.
1: Yeah, there you go. Use that patience when <laughs> you have to use it once in a while. You
0: have to. You have to. You have people yell at you and <laughs> tell you you're wrong or you don't know what you're doing, and you got to just sort of smile and nod because it's not worth your time to argue with them. You know? yeah. it's, it's difficult. You know. Um, I, try, I try to be a little witty sometimes, but not everyone appreciates that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How did the, um, how did the cannabis dispensary, how, how's that going? Is that, I mean, is yeah. that being, is that a success over there?
0: I mean, yeah, is there is still
1: a, pushback from the residents of the, of the city?
0: No, nobody cares anymore. Yeah. I mean, usually what happens is when, when the general population hears something new, they lose their fucking minds for like a week Yeah. and they forget about it. Then it's not right. An and it's
1: like, if it's not affecting their life, they totally forget about it.
0: Yeah. With anything, <laughs> anything i mean and i once i really figured that out once you understand the basics of you know behavioral psychology it's so much easier to move forward in life because just with things like that just understanding that that it doesn't matter what i do the things i did last year i could have you know it's it's people forget about it they forget they so easily so even with something like that you know people thought that it was going to be, you know, atrocious and bring all this crime and whatnot. And I think people forget it's there because if you don't have a card, you can't even you can't even really go in. Mm-hmm. Maybe go into the front of the lobby, but there's nothing there. It's so yeah, it doesn't really affect anybody. I think a lot of people forget about it, to be honest.
1: Um, I think you're right.
0: You know, so it's you know they're doing good. It's really unfortunate. The um, city council before I got in, they passed the ordinance to allow cannabis facilities this particular one for like the east lake has a you know a grow facility and they process mm-hmm. there Wickliffe has a dispensary Painesville has a dispensary every city can set their own their own fees so and to mind you these companies have to pay state fees ohio is one of the most expensive states in the country for the cannabis industry yeah
1: licensing is very expensive oh it's
0: ridiculous and then for the city they've got to pay the city fifteen thousand dollars a year to operate wow that's on top of payroll tax, sign permit Correct.
1: And it, that that was that was a city council decision?
0: It was. And they okay. copied Flakes. They just this is what happens a lot of times. They'll say, Oh, city ABC has this ordinance, so let's look at that and we'll just we'll use that. Which, you know, Cleveland, I think their fee was either a zero or two hundred and fifty dollars. Akron was twenty five hundred dollars. And it's, you know, in the short term it's they're not going to leave because of that, because they can't go anywhere else. The state dictates where they can go and how many per county. But when you fast forward five, six years, when these laws expand and the program expands, which it will, you have a company that says, Hey, I'm going to have to pay 15 grand here, or I can pay $2,500 over here. Where do you think they're going to go?
1: Exactly. And you're never even going to get that business.
0: Yeah. And I brought this to council and one, they, they couldn't even wrap their heads around it of what I was, what I was trying to accomplish, they denied them because I, I told them to either reduce the fee. Well, I said, if you, if you can't justify the fee, get rid of it because it's bullshit. And their answer was, well, they knew about it when they came here. And that was the reasoning for it. So it just, it's, and that's it's some of the most frustrating things. I have no control over that. I can't, I can't change that ordinance. I have to rely on seven other people who Most of them aren't business minded.
1: Correct. And don't think and yeah, they're just they just because they because came they, up with it, it's the best idea ever, and they're just sticking yeah, to it. Yeah, they
0: just they look at fifteen grand. They go, oh well, we're getting fifteen grand. Where I'm thinking long term, thinking we can get more business. Maybe we can get a processing facility in two or three years down the road. But if another city's you know lower cost than us, they're gonna go somewhere else. So I try and advocate for businesses. You know, I said too. I said that that's like charging Petty's Pizza. Uh, a pizza making fee. Correct. You know, fucking stupid. Right. This is yeah. Just because it's taboo and people are scared of it you can charge Then you're just charging it.
1: Nick. Like here for give nothing. us uh <laughs> for, for all that sauce cute. you're using give yeah, us 10 we do, G's.
0: We do, do <laughs> yeah As a city we do Man
1: that's a good pizza over
0: there though. Petties is so good. It is. Very it is delicious. Uh, They're gonna I be love there. it. Oh, they opened up back up yesterday they go on a vacation for like two weeks in the summertime. Oh I love it. And just completely closed down which is great for them yeah but then everyone's
1: Everyone's yeah, everyone's jonesing for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good, though. It's good. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of, I mean, it's just from this conversation from on the city side, it's it, it can go, you could be talking about baseball fields one minute and then union contracts and then a the business issue. It's it's all in one day. It's crazy. <laughs> I bet. So it, it, it's nuts.
1: Man. Hey, this was fun, dude. We're already 45 minutes in. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, that's good. We no, should do this, uh, yeah, people. we should do this again. Um, I think people are gonna, whoever listens to this, I think they're gonna get some nuggets out of here.
0: I hope so. I hope so. And I'll tell you, man, the one thing that look, a lot of people ask me is, How do I do all this and balance all this? And it really it's time management, you know, I use my calendar like crazy.
1: You mentioned, we, we chatted, we were talking last week, you said yep. you're implementing a lot of time blocking, which I'm a huge proponent of. Yeah. Do you, do you, so you just live, you got to live by the calendar when you're yeah. doing all the things you're doing for sure.
0: And if there's things that I do every Monday, every, you know, every Wednesday, every Friday. So I know, you don't even have to think about it. And it's, you know, one thing, for example, I used to just check my finances at random times and it would be. I'd find myself maybe having a, it would would pop in my head and I'd go on to mint or start looking at my accounts and asking my wife questions.
1: Yeah. Then you're, then you're in a doom loop where you're like trying to figure something out where you should be working on something else.
0: Exactly. When you're not even prepared for it. Right. So I, like I review my credit card statements. Now I think it's either once a month or twice a month, but it's in my calendar. So I don't even have to think about it. Every Friday I go over my business accounts and just pay any bills and deposit any checks and sort of tally up, my, my savings and then it takes me 15 minutes and I'm done and I don't think about it the rest of the week. So you're not even just being more organized, but you're saving yourself brain power during yes. the rest of the week you, where you, you know, just,
1: it's correct.
0: You know, it's so, going to be done. If it pops uh, in your head, I, day, you go, I'm doing that Friday at two o'clock.
1: Exactly. Know? It's not even, and I don't mean to cut you off on that. <laughs> it just It's such a good point. Some people think that if you are very, very to your calendar and and, and very organized with what you do throughout the week. They think that you're somehow not as free or you're, you're too bogged down. But in all honesty, no. if you do stick to your calendar and you do time block and you're very organized, it's ama- You're actually more of a free person. You have way more time to do the things you love to do or spend time with your family because you've saved so much brain energy first. Then no. you've also jam packed all this focused work into these segments where you're actually doing the work And you ultimately just, you're, you're, you're way more happy and free and, and uh, productive because you're not just constantly have that anxiety in your brain of like, what am I supposed to be doing now? Or or what should I be doing now? It's all laid It's all laid out. So in fact, it's actually like the more disciplined you are, you know, Jocko Willing talks about that discipline equals freedom. Like the more disciplined you are with your calendar, the more free you will be.
0: Yes, And that is a hundred percent. And that, Extreme ownership was an amazing yeah. book. And that yeah. really, that was one of the books. Like when I was laid up with a broken foot, like I was just reading like crazy and cause I couldn't really do much else. I was reading and listening to podcasts. and yeah, that I try to have extreme ownership and literally everything, everything I do, you know, love it. Yeah, man. No, it's good. It's good.
1: Beautiful. Well, yeah, we should uh, do this again soon. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm glad we got to do this. This is this is really good.
0: No, for sure, for sure. What do you got going on the rest of the day? Two thirty on Friday.
1: Um, actually, yeah, I'm showing a house in about an hour. So nice. yeah, I got a client that uh, I'm gonna be taking through a house here. So yeah, my day is not done. Got some real estate activities to to finish up here. Nice. Uh, so I'll probably be done around five thirty with the with the work day. Nice. And then maybe grab a little dinner with uh with Aaron. Nice. Nice. Yeah.
0: Get it in now. Those those days are numbered. Yep, that?
1: we got about five weeks before baby's before babies here.
0: So we went to we forget sometimes, and we'll go out to a restaurant. <laughs> so we went to know with some friends like two weeks ago.
1: God, I love that place.
0: Oh, it's so good! It's so good. And we my, have, so eight,
1: ten so Aaron's my boy's family has been going there for like thirty five oh, yeah. years.
0: It's it's been there forever. (laughs) It's so good. good.
1: I love love going there Friday nights.
0: The one-year-old, we had to, I had to stand and hold him, like I was at at the table standing up, holding him, because if you sit down, he screams, tries to run away. (laughs) The three-year-old and our friend's two-year-old were just egging each other on, and just, they were having a great time, but they were just being so disruptive, like we kept getting a bunch of funny looks, and... We almost had to leave because it was just so chaotic. So, yeah, enjoy. Enjoy. Your uh, right. <laughs> enjoy days this free number. time before the – yeah, the <laughs> did you say your days are numbered? <laughs> it's all good, though. It's fun. I bro. know. I
1: know. You've, you, you've talked so highly about just the family yeah. life and stuff. I'm very excited to get that get that going.
0: For sure. No good stuff, man. Wait. Well, hey, enjoy the rest of the day. Hit it hard. You too, brother. And uh, we'll talk soon.
1: We'll talk soon. Take care, bud. Bye, right, Paul. Bye.